and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Soothe to Sleep Stories. We are on day 32. 32. I am so glad you are here. And as we journey through the Bible in a soft-spoken manner, we will pick up where we left off, and that is in Exodus chapter 8 and 9, and the Gospel of Matthew chapter 23. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Adonai, Elohim, Heavenly Father, again, thank you for this 32nd day where we can glean again in your scriptures, open up a treasure chest of your timeless principles and words. Thank you for helping us understand with your spirit of understanding, Holy Spirit, what you want us to glean and apply in our lives today. More than anything, may our lives glorify you, God, and thank you for giving us all continuing to stir in our spirit, our hearts, a purpose and a plan to fulfill the destiny you have for each one of us for eternity. And thank you for blessing us and those who are listening now and in years to come so that we can bless others. In Jesus' name I pray. By the power of your sweet Holy Spirit, I pray this. Amen. Exodus chapter 8 Frogs over the land Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite your whole territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, which will come up and go into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants and on your people, and into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. So the frogs will come upon you and your people and all your servants. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts, making frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he remove the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, The honor is yours to tell me, When shall I entreat for you and your servants and your people, that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, that... They may be left only in the Nile. Then he said, Tomorrow. So he said, May it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, and your houses, and your servants, and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh. And Moses cried to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. So they piled them in heaps, and the land became foul. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, 
stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth that it may become gnats through all the land of Egypt. They did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats through all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Now the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh, as he comes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you do not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians will be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they dwell. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people are living, so that no swarms of flies will be there, in order that you may know that I, the Lord, am in the midst of the land. I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will occur. Then the Lord did so, and there came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh, and the houses of his servants, and the land was laid waste because of the swarms of flies. In all the land of Egypt, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It is not right to do so, for we will sacrifice to the Lord our God what is an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice what is an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, Will they not then stone us? We must go a three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Make supplication for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I shall... Make supplication to the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and made supplication to the Lord. The Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh. From his servants and from his people, not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he did not let the people go. Chapter 9 Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go, and continue to hold them. Behold, the hand of the Lord will come with a very severe pestilence on your livestock, which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds, and on the flocks. 
But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing will die of all that belongs to the sons of Israel. The Lord set a definite time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the sons of Israel, not one died. Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not even one of the livestock of Israel dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handfuls of soot from a kiln, and let Moses throw it toward the sky in the sight of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over all the land of Egypt, and will become boils, breaking out with sores on man and beast through all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from a kiln and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses threw it toward the sky, and it became boils breaking out with sores on man and beast. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians as well as on the, all the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on you and your servants and your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For if by now I had put forth my hand and struck you, and your people with pestilence, you would then have been cut off from the earth. But, indeed, for this reason I have allowed you to remain, in order to show you my power and in order to proclaim my name through all the earth. Still, you exalt yourself against my people by not letting them go. Behold, about this time tomorrow I will send a very heavy hail, such as has not been seen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Now therefore send, bring your livestock and whatever you have in the field to safety. Every man and beast that is found in the field and is not brought home, when the hail comes down on them, will die. The one among the servants of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord made his servants and his livestock flee into the houses. But he who paid no regard to the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. Now the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that hail may fall on all the land of Egypt, on man, and on beast, and on every plant of the field, throughout the land of Egypt. Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, and the Lord sent thunder, and hail, and fire, ran down to the earth. And the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So. There was hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very severe, such as had not been in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck all that was in the field through all the land of Egypt, both man and beast. The hail also struck every plant of the field and shattered every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the sons of Israel were, there was no hail. Then. 
Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned at this time. The Lord is the righteous one, and I and my people are the wicked ones. Make supplication to the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I go out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be hail no longer, that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax and the barley were ruined, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not ruined, for they ripened late. So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh, and spread out his hands to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail ceased, and rain no longer poured on the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned again and hardened his heart, he and his servants. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let the sons of Israel go, just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. The Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 23, Pharisaism Exposed Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds. For they say things, and do not do them. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men, for they brought in their phylacteries and lengthened the tassels of their garments. They love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called a rabboni or a rabbi by men. But do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the temple, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. You fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold of the temple that sanctified the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the offering on it, he is obligated. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering. Therefore, whoever swears by the altar swears both by the altar and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears both by the temple 
and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears by heaven swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you too, outwardly, appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of the guilt of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore, behold, I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. Who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her? How often I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba Hashem. God Calling Eventide, Day 32, February 1st, All Love Excelling. Jesus said, Softly I approach, gently my spirit speaks to your heart. The mystery of man's communion with me lies in the beauty and wonder of its aloneness. For the moment, the world seems not to exist. Its noise and traffic seem hushed. There is indeed wonder in that stillness. A faint glimpse is seen in the sudden realization of love between two human beings. Surprise and wonder. The world is for them alone. No claim other than their love. No claim other than their love. What wonder in the heart of man when he realizes the beauty, tenderness, and closeness of communion with me. So I just want to touch on a couple of things. 
In Matthew chapter 23, verse 15, when Jesus mentions the scribes and Pharisees travel around on sea and land to convert one, a proselyte. You see, so many are confused. If one converts to Judaism, that doesn't make them Jewish. No, it makes them a proselyte. Right here, Jesus talks about that. Verse 15, so I wanted to clear up that confusion. There's something very important about the blood. A blood of Judaism, the blood of Hebrews, the blood of the blood of being Jewish. I know that in the concentration camps in World War II, Nazi Germany, you don't see, you only see one type of Ashkenazi Jew in the concentration camp. You know, there's something very, there's something very significant about the blood. In Hawaiian, we would call that ko'o. So this does not, it's like Hawaii. I was born and raised in Hawaii does not make me Hawaiian. No. I understand the culture. That's the only culture I was exposed to. I'm influenced by the culture, but but I'm not Hawaiian. I don't have any Hawaiian blood. Well, one does not have Jewish blood just because they convert to Judaism. Spiritually, they may identify as Jewish, but there's something about the blood. And right here, Jesus talks about that. So the scribes and Pharisees go around, travel land and sea to convert one to become a proselyte. So I thought that was interesting. And then in Exodus, let's go there. Uh, I love this one. So something that I haven't really touched on is that magicians, you know, there's the power of God and then there's the power of Satan. Satan has power. And the magicians were taught the secret arts by, who do you think, the fallen, the demonic race, otherwise known as the Nephilim, which we read about before the flood in uh, Genesis. We read about that really in Genesis chapter 6. And we read that in the beginning of Genesis about the Nephilim, the the sons of God who went into the daughters of men. Well, guess how the daughters of men learned about the secret arts through the Nephilim. So they learned about power. They learned how to access power illegally. Then there's the power of God. Now I love here that in Exodus chapter eight, verses sixteen through nineteen verse 18. The magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. And verse 19, they admit, this is the finger of God. This is the finger of God. The magicians realized, this is the finger of God. And today, you may see many miracles, signs, and wonders. Very important to have discernment, which is from the Lord, and which is from Satan. Because Satan has power. Don't underestimate Satan. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, those who are saved. And you will have an invitation to become saved in just a moment. And sweet friend, before we go, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10, that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord 
and believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. For it is with my heart that I believe and am justified, just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are now His child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in Him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to Him. I'll see you all tomorrow. Blessings to you.